0: Welcome to Neurons to Nirvana, a platform for creative forces who challenge the unconventional in the quest for creativity, humanity, innovation, and healing of the mind and soul. Join me, Tom Hartridge, on a journey where we celebrate experiences unbound by physical borders or traditional norms, from the inside the mind to the far reaches of the universe. This is Neurons to Nirvana. I think it is important to share why I felt the need and desire to create something like this and where my vision originated from exactly. Since before I was born and perhaps even at the moment of conception, I had a sense of anxiety and uncertainty about what may be looming once I left the womb. I know I put my poor mother through hell, refusing to come out for two weeks. I certainly lived up to being the epitome of Doubting Thomas. By the time I decided to finally enter the world, I weighed 9 pounds, 3 ounces and was 23 inches long, damn near 2 feet. Now you have to understand my mom was 5'1 and only 108 pounds at that time. Thus how big of a baby and how late I was is indicative of my nature to always question things in the world. People started to notice I was different as early as I can remember or by the time I was 6 or 7 years old. I remember at a very early age not wanting to follow the rules. I didn't look at life with a traditional lens like my dad, who served in the army as a captain in the artillery and graduated from Harvard Law School. I always had a thirst for knowledge, but it was frustrating for me to learn in the conventional ways or parameters set forth in school. It was extremely chaotic to be in the education system in the late 80s and 90s as a kid with ADHD. I was inspired at a very early age by sports, music, comedy, and film. I was mesmerized with the motion of sports and watching athletes play. I resisted at times to learn in the conventional way and in the restrictive setting of school. Instead, my brain was a sponge for sports trivia and statistics of my heroes, professional athletes as well as musicians. My brain with great ease would memorize the names of songs and albums by bands that my sisters were listening to as well as anything else that caught my ear on the radio or on MTV. I was fascinated by music, but mostly it was rock and roll, rap, hip-hop, and a lot of the hits on MTV. My dad would listen to classical music and try to tell me things about the composer. Very rarely would I remember or retain what he had told me, but I sure as hell could tell you about all the kinds of obscure facts about David Bowie, Tom Petty, Guns N' Roses, Beastie Boys, or U2. I used to sneak and listen to N.W.A., Public Enemy, Guns N' Roses tapes, that my friends gave me on my sister's Walkman or stereos and memorized the names of every track and even the year when the albums were released exactly. My parents had me later in their lives. My dad was 47 and my mom was 39. My dad was a very successful lawyer and litigator. He loved practicing law and worked a lot, and my mom ran a successful interior decorating business with my grandmother, my dad's mother. My parents loved to travel a lot, which meant that when my parents were out of town, my sisters, who were much older than me, became my surrogate parents at times. Also, I would stay with my mom's sisters, who were both great, strong, and independent ladies as well. However, I was really raised by a wonderful lady by the name of Regina Johnson. Regina raised me in a lot of ways, and I loved her so much like she was my real, actual mom. I spent a lot of my early years as a little boy with her. She was an African-American woman who, despite not having a very formal education, had a true curiosity for learning as well as encouraging creativity. She introduced me to a whole new world. Regina loved me as if I were her very own and exposed me to an entirely different world. Regina introduced me to original Delta Blues of Robert Johnson, B.B. King, Chuck Berry, and Motown Records. Regina would take me to her church where I would be the only little white boy in the entire congregation. I loved the experience of listening to the choir sing gospel and thinking it was so much more fun and exciting than the church that my parents would drag me to. And the sermons were definitely much less dull and boring than Regina's church. She would always bring me with her afterwards to lunch with her entire family. When I would play with her grandchildren, and that is when I was introduced to rap and hip-hop. I remember the thrill of listening to Run DMC, Public Enemy, and even NWA when we weren't around the adults. Regina inspired me to see life differently, and she would share stories with me. She would tell me her own personal experience during the civil rights movement. It made me want to understand the world better. I loved her so much I would visit her whenever I was home from college. A lot of times she would be on the phone and say that she had to go because her son was there and I would hear her say, no, my other son. Regina passed away while I was still in college. I remember when I went to her funeral service at her church. I was so upset and sad that I had lost this wonderful lady who had been such a huge part of my life and childhood. Initially, my parents said that they were thinking about not attending her service, and I was enraged saying that if they didn't go, they would never hear the end of it from me because she raised me while they were working or traveling the world which made it all the more special in a moment that I still hold so close to my heart and will never forget how the entire congregation all knew who I was and so many people came up to me in front of my parents after the service saying, Regina always used to talk about you, her other son. I remember giving my parents hell afterwards saying how much she played an important part of molding me as a person. I am forever grateful to have had her play such an integral part in my life and I will always take great pride in the fact that she called me her son. Now, my mom was both gangster and a true Southern belle. Yes, that's right, you heard me correctly. You can, in fact, be both. She ran the household, but she also knew how to throw a party and loved to entertain guests with true Southern hospitality in our house and in the garden. I'd like to say and think that I got a lot of my mom's best qualities. She was extremely witty, charming, strong-willed, progressive, loving, and last but not least, stubborn as hell. Both of my parents have died now and are no longer with me. They were both amazing, and I feel blessed to have had them both in my life. However, my parents were from a different generation. It was their traditional values for how I should work and what I should be doing that delayed my pursuit for creativity. I can no longer suppress my desire to pursue passion and to learn new things, which is why it is time for me to give a voice to creative forces. I have battled ADHD, general anxiety, and depression most of my adult life. I'm not ashamed of it. It's part of who I am. It has been difficult for the world the past couple years, which is why I want to put a voice to it and share uplifting stories of the creative ways that others have overcome their own trials and tribulations in their lives. I love travel art, music, comedians, and have an overall thirst for knowledge. Savannah, Georgia is my heritage, but Austin, Texas is now my hometown. Humor, music, and new experiences have been my medicine in my life. My dad was my best friend, and I miss him a lot. The two worst things that he ever did to me were to take my drum kit when I was 14 and to tell me that being a comedian was no way to make a living, which is why I waited until a couple years after he passed away to gravitate to a place that embraces creativity and my passions. Austin has a great live music and comedy scene. I had never once tried open mic until I moved here, and I know for a fact that I would never be able to have the balls to get up on stage and perform at one of the best comedy clubs in the country, Cap City Comedy Club. Yes, it's only for open mics, but it is fun and something that I actually get an adrenaline rush and enjoy doing. Key influences, music, Led Zeppelin. The moment I heard Led Zeppelin and John Bonham's uncanny ability and fierce rhythm on the drum kit as a boy was a rite of passage. The moment I heard him pound the kit so epically on a whole lot of love opened up a whole new realm in my little world and gave my life a little bravado and swagger as a boy. It wasn't until my adolescent years that actually listening to the lyrics of that song and interpreting them took on a whole new meaning. I can say the same about hearing Dave Grohl play the drums for Nirvana. Because of them, I found just enough rhythm and ability to be chosen to play drums for the jazz ensemble at my school and middle school. It didn't turn out as I'd hoped because it certainly wasn't the same to play a basic swing pattern to Peter Gunn. So I would just go home, blast music while trying to not so successfully pound the drums so much so that, well, you know what happened ultimately to my drum kit. My other great escape in love was comedy. I was obsessed with listening to Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. I'd have to negotiate and plea with my dad to let me watch comic relief of some of my comic heroes on HBO. Robin Williams, George Carlin... Rodney Dangerfield, and so many other greats on the old comedy HBO specials. Currently, some of my favorites, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, Chelsea Handler, Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, and Sarah Silverman. The entire art form of live comedy in general. My love of history from the Middle Ages, the Renaissance, up through World War II, as well as American literature. American writers such as F. Scott Fitzgerald, Ernest Hemingway, J.D. Salinger, Tom Wolfe, and the Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. I also have to thank Jan Winter for creating the publication Rolling Stone, which introduced me to the great gonzo journalism of Hunter S. Thompson and opened the door to have such a vast taste and catalog of music over the years. I have to thank three people who are both long-term and recent transplants to the great oasis and city of Austin. I have to thank Matthew McConaughey for writing Greenlights, which gave me the strength to go back to Savannah to be my mom's primary caregiver during the final weeks of her life. I will forever cherish the fact that my sisters and I were able to protect my mom during the pandemic and to give her her final wish to pass away in the house we all grew up in and that she loved dearly with her three children there by her side as she left us to go be reunited with her dad. I also have to thank Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan for the inspiration that I do not have to conform and to take the great leap of faith of not being stuck at a desk working a traditional nine-to-five job for the rest of my life. Let's explore life through a different lens. Neurons to Nirvana is a way that I'll share stories that you may not otherwise encounter in your day-to-day life the way Regina used to share with me as a young boy. One might ask, why now? Because the two most significant people Who gave me the gift of life, but were also my largest critics, are no longer with me. We only have one moment to pursue true passion in life. And why the name Neurons to Nirvana, one might ask. Neurons because I always want to stimulate the mind in a myriad of ways. I love to see, taste, touch, and gain new experiences in life as much as possible. I chose Nirvana because even though I was raised as a Christian, I find the teachings of Buddhism just as valuable as we all seek our entrance to the gateway to heaven, or Nirvana. Nirvana's album, Nevermind, was my actual first CD as a boy. I'm very proud of this fact. So here we are now. Entertain us. I'm recording this right now on my mom's birthday, October 7th and releasing this podcast in October because my mom and my grandfather, my mom's dad, who was also the most significant male presence in my life, were born in October. As I will share in great detail later this fall, that I also realized through my experience with Mother Aya, reliving the start of my life, being reborn in her womb again, that my mom and I are in fact very similar. My mother used to tell me in her very distinct and unique Savannah accent, (laughs) Oh, Thomas, you need to get it together. together. Join me in the journey to quench a thirst for knowledge and a passion for the unconventional as I speak to musicians, scientists, comedians, and politicians. Giving a voice and platform for creative forces who challenge the unconventional in the quest for artistry, humanity, innovation, health, and both the healing of the mind and soul. Next episode, I will share with you an unreleased interview with my very special friend and the master of the B3 organ, Ike Stubblefield.